May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, how was everybody's Halloween on Wednesday night? I had a really good one, but I have a confession to make before you. Uh, as, as your associate rector, of course, I like to present myself as a big, strong, a courageous man in leadership. And Wednesday night, that was not me. As something really humbled and scared me to death. As uh, they do Halloween up on on our block where Ashley and I and the boys live, Loctana Loop. They do it up really well. Lots and lots, maybe in the high hundreds, even thousands of kids and parents out on just one block out everywhere. And there, the last three years we have done this and celebrated it, four houses down from us or so, there has been a haunted house that, and it's not just your typical, you go to the door, uh, they open up their whole home and you walk through the entrance all the way through and out the backyard and they have candy or an adult beverage waiting for you when you finish because their ultimate goal is to scare anybody who comes to this haunted house. In the last two years, it has been re really what put together well. And this year, they went to know, <laughs> they, they made it even better and a little more scarier. And of course, I thought, I know what's coming. I've done this the last two years. But they added one or two things this year, which took me by surprise. And me in my, I'm always courageous, was really put to the test on Wednesday night. It was so scary. Once you got to the front of the house that Ashley and the boys didn't even want to go in. Our oldest, Jackson, was just, nope, not for me. I'm not going to do it. So they waited outside, and I said, watch, son. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> and so I started out at the beginning. You know, the smoke, dry ice is flying. They've got the, the howls and all of that going through a PA system. And, of course, everything on the inside was the same as last year and I'm like yeah, I've done a really good job just kind of enjoying it walking through and then I clear into the backyard and what I did not know one of the new additions is Pennywise the Clown from It the Stephen King series It and I hadn't told anybody I don't think this is my confession I am terrified of clowns and it was because of Pennywise when I saw the, the original video footage of that years ago. And there's been a remake where Pennywise is even scarier. But there's just, as a child, this is clowns have been a thing that I have been scared of for a long time. So here I am at the end, finishing this haunted journey, about to go out and say, all right, let's go next door and keep on going. And... All of a sudden, Pennywise just steps out of a shadow and scared me to death. I literally, I haven't had the chance to tell Ashley that this happened yet. So, of course, my pride's going to be a little lower. But I fell in terror, my heart hitting the ground. Pennywise stepped out of the shadow, and I literally fell, and my pride was hurt. Portraying myself as the big, strong man that was terrified by this clown Pennywise. And, of course, one day I'll have to own up and tell Jackson, but that's not today. 
But what? And then right at the end of that with Pennywise, I thought, okay, oh, I've got to put it back together and go outside and continue on the way. And of course, another little thing, a little head pops up on a stick and scares me again. <laughs> and it just, it reminds me. October 31st through November 2nd or 3rd in the church has been a day where we have All Hallows' Eve, which has turned into what we know secularly as Halloween. We have All Saints, which we, is actually happened on Thursday and we celebrate today. And then we have All Souls. And these days were put together, these special spiritual remembrances and celebrations. They were put together so the church over a little period could remember the, those of the saints that have passed on before us. And in different ways and rituals and things like that, it's supposed to help people through the grief and the loss of losing a loved one and remembering the saints of the Christian story, which have gone before us. And it was never supposed to get to a point where we were supposed to be scared of death. These special three days were put together as a way of coping, a way of grieving, and just in many different forms and fashions. But it was, those three days were supposed to point us towards our Savior as the ultimate form of comfort and peace when we go through those times of loss. But as I recall those Halloween, as we practice it today in our culture and our society, has almost, there's an elevation of worshiping or, worshiping or glorifying evil. And part of that makes us very fearful and scared of death. And you know how I, I actually prefer a little bit of the churches or schools or other, the fall carnival, trunk or treats, you know, things like that which don't glorify the, the, just the horror that can come that our culture knows so well at Halloween. How many times, you know, September rolls into October and the new slasher movie is coming out. Just glorification in our culture of death, which makes of horror and which makes us a little fearful of death it was never supposed to be so with all hallows eve all saints which we remember today and all souls day the writer of hebrews which we have and we have been going and just uh focusing the sermons that we've done over the last few weeks on the epistle to the hebrews and it is no different today that the author that wrote that letter would also be calling upon the ultimate source of comfort, peace, and hope in Jesus that are also remembered the heart of these days of All Hallows' Eve, All Saints, and All Souls. Now, the writer in the text that we have today goes and first talks about the Old Covenant and the importance of that, but how it has been moved from into the New Covenant of Jesus Christ, and then there is a lot for us today to consider about why those two things and the verses we have in Hebrews today are important for us today. So let's look at what the Old Covenant in a nutshell, very briefly, is and was. It's death and sacrifice. Back in the Old Temple system, 
to which the, the crowd that knows and the author wrote to in Hebrews, the Jews that have converted to Christianity and maybe a few Gentiles who were baptized, but the audience that heard these original words in Hebrews, they would know the importance in regular of life in death and the importance of sacrifice, particularly animal sacrifice in death and just life in general. It's something on us today that is maybe even a little lost, as in the last 100 years, unless you are an avid hunter or fisherman or you have worked uh, in livestock, now you can just go up to Publix and buy your packaged meat all ready for you to go without knowing what had happened to get it to that point. And to the audience this is written to, to just thinking about the importance of animals in old covenant life is sacrifice. First, putting a meal on the table involved the killing of an animal if there was to be meat there. And then when you take that normal death and sacrifice into the temple, this is the system that they had, the religious spiritual system at that point. Anytime a sin needed to be covered sacrifice of an animal happened on an altar, much like that one. The priests were very, very busy, as this was the main means of covering sin, cleansing us, or those people on the outside. And now that could be done ritually, a ritual cleaning for one person or an entire people group just on the specific day, or the really serious ones were offenses, sins against God and neighbor. And that took an even bigger and deeper and longer ritual of sacrifice to cover. But what death was part of that and sin that entangled all of that. And what the, the priest would be called on, someone or the people group, there was sins to be atoned for. And the blood of these animals was sacrificed. And something we don't know in our culture very well, the animal was laid. Whatever animal they had chosen for the day, whatever day it was, was laid upon the altar and the priest would lay hands upon that animal. And the idea was that the sins of the people or the person would be transferred into that animal. And in that act that would happen repeatedly, over and over as sin needed to be cleansed and atoned for. The importance of animal and what was happening over and over would be covered by that priest and the people would be wiped clean. And as that would happen repeatedly, the old covenant, it would be a way that God would be back in touch with his people continued relationship and restoration and renewal of the old covenant that the people that the Hebrews was written to would go through. So it was very important. Sacrifice and death was a normal way of life and it would be covered by the sacrifice of these animals. But then the Romans destroyed that temple and within that destroy that system of sacrifices which would cover their sins, leaving the people asking themselves a very deep 
and troubling question. What are we to do with our sins now? The way we had, which had its time in history, has been destroyed, never to return again. So what do we turn to now? Enter the new covenant in Jesus Christ. The author of the Hebrews, every chapter we have looked at in Hebrews, chapter 1, chapters 2, 4, 5, into 9. And as we progress into Hebrews, every chapter has shown the importance of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for us all. Because of his life, the death that he paid on the cross, and his resurrection, the very important three parts of the entire gospel, because of that one final and perfect sacrifice, all of our sins were washed away. And we, as followers and disciples of his, knowing this, that's what we stake our claim on. We no longer need to be haunted by the sins of the past, the present, or the future. Just turning on the news two weeks ago, seeing a hate crime, a violence crime brought against people worshiping in Pittsburgh. Just a day or two ago, another shooting in Tallahassee. And those things we may have done personally as we recognize this is a broken and sinful world. And sometimes we, sometimes that is born in our hearts and by our own hands, we are some of the ones that cause that sin. And it is scary. And it haunts us to think that that is born out of human hearts. But what we hear in Hebrews today, the author is telling us, you no longer need to be scared. You no longer need to live in fear. And this constant, I need to be forgiven by another sacrifice, yet to be forgiven again and again and again. The one final atoning sacrifice of Christ, his perfect offering for us, means that instead of being marked by a life of sin and death, as Christians, we are now marked, as we'll hear in baptism in just a few moments, we are marked as Christ's own forever. Such powerful words to consider as all saints we celebrate today. All of the saints that have gone before us over the thousands of centuries before. And the two new that will baptize in just a moment. All of us marked as Christ's own forever in baptism. And what does that mean? It means we no longer have to walk in fear of sin and death. We are free and through his sacrifice have been in his grace, we have been made to walk anew in the hope of the resurrection. What is That's where we find our salvation. It's where we find our complete restoration. You may remember the song, Blessed Assurance. Remember these words as we consider it, and it's what the author of Hebrews tells us today. This is our story. This 
is our song, and because of it, we praise Jesus all the day long. As I brought up falling in fear, as our culture wants us to be fearful of death and sin, you no longer need to be afraid. The Pennywise clowns of the world are going to come at you time and time again. But we live into the legacy of Christ Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Because of his grace, his mercy, and his redeeming love for all of us, we have a legacy to live into. And all praise be to God for granting us this life where we no longer have to fear. Amen. Amen. The candidates for holy baptism will now be presented.